This is Anabaptist Perspectives. In May, we heard Mike Peck tell the story of his journey of following God's call to leave the military. Today, we'll hear a piece of the conversation with Mike that did not make it into the earlier interview. This is something Dean Taylor and I have, have discussed a lot. Yeah. Um, how is it that the U.S. military, at least in peers, <laughs> is so good at getting people to sign up to give that, give everything, including their lives, for a cause in a country like yeah. they, they couldn't even find on a map? How, how do they do that? And how? What? How? And then, okay, so that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And then the other half is. Why in the world can't Christians, like, can't our churches say, hey, we believe in a kingdom that is infinitely better than anything that this world has. Like, Jesus and his kingdom is, like, way beyond spirit. And yet we have a really hard time getting people to sign up and give their lives for God's kingdom. Like, where's the disconnect there? Like, what are they doing that's getting people to... I mean, you willingly, you, you willingly signed up to get shot at. Like, that yeah. blows my mind. I don't know. Uh, with the way that, like I said, with the way for me it was, it was just outside influences. Like, okay. to be, okay, so to be an American hero, that's, that's what it is. You're an American hero. You know, you grow up, wow. as, especially as a boy, you grow up, you, mm-hmm. you know, seeing all these superheroes and these great men and, you know, you have your you have firefighters and policemen, and even now, you know, even within the Anabaptist community, you see little boys growing up wanting to be firefighters or sure. doctors. You know what sure. I mean? You're, you're the hero, mm-hmm. and in the military, you're sort of, I guess, it's cool. You know, you're manly when you're when you're in in the military, and their recruitment techniques. They have a game called America's Army, and I, I loved that game, and I, you know, I played it all the time. And it's supposed to be a realistic simulator, and, mm-hmm. and I got a lot into that. Another thing, too, is free college. That was one thing yeah, my dad always told me. Told me. He yeah. said, hey, it's free, it's free college. You sign up and you get, you get paid, you know, wow. even when you're in college. Mm-hmm. And so it, that's a huge draw. I'll tell you what, they paid for everything. They paid for all my food, they paid for my housing, um, all my medical, all my dental, everything was paid for. And I was still um, making a paycheck. So like, basically, they gave you options mm-hmm. in life. That's, okay, I'm, I'm starting to see a little more, but I'm just like, they must be doing something. I mean, if they can get people to, to, to get out risk their lives, like, we'll see, even, yeah. even like, when I joined, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily sold on Okay, I'm gonna kill someone. <laughs> okay, no, it was I think no, I think one thing was I think part of it too was maybe I won't get in a fire I don't know really. Maybe I won't truly get in a firefight or maybe I I I wouldn't die. Like I wouldn't get hit, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it gets worse when you're in because we would always say we sort of had this God complex. You go through three or four firefights. Mm-hmm. After a while, you start to think I'm invincible. I mean, maybe not directly. Yeah. But you sort of like, it becomes every day in a sense. And so you just don't, you just stop worrying about it. All of this must somehow appeal 
to a piece of us that that needs redemption or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like because it still it still blows my mind that we can have billions of Christians in the world today that I mean, if they're Christians believe that Jesus is by far better than anything we've got here, and yet ask any mission organization, and they can't get people to sign up to go feed the homeless in, you know, their hometown, yes. let alone go to somewhere dangerous. Like, I mean, I, well, I know you know this, but I work with a nonprofit, and we send people into Iraq, mm-hmm. you know, in the refugee crisis, and man, I mean, we get calls from pastors, like, are, you know, are, are young people safe over there? But, and I have to be honest, no, I mean, they're not really safe, they really aren't, but then again, Jesus never said anything about it being safe, like, we had this are we just scared to risk great things for God? Like, and if again somehow the U.S. has figured out a model, yeah, that works, like, yeah. Like, like when you put it that way, yeah, yeah. Even, even now when I sit here, I think you know it is. It is. I was ready to die for my country. Wow, I was willing and ready, and that's wow. part of where I stand now. Is well, I should obviously be the same for Christ, even more so. Yeah, yeah. because if I, I would have died for the for the world or for the United States, I mean. Well, uh, you might get a little monument or a plaque set up or a medal, but I mean, you die for Christ. Like, like it's interesting that okay, so my brother-in-law is in seminary right now. He's mm-hmm. getting his postgraduate degree um, in church history, and he said it's really crazy because back in in around the time of the Reformation, the Anabaptists, they had this really weird problem in churches. It was the martyrs complex where people were like. Trying to die for Christ, like, yeah. like not as in like radical terrorism, but as in like they wouldn't be so mm-hmm. preaching Jesus so much that people would be so mad that they would kill him. Uh, you don't see that anymore, yeah. obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just it's... and some of that too. Even now, like when I think about it, I am struggling. I remember when we both, when we were in uh, at SMBI together, mm-hmm. my big thing was okay. I was single, mm-hmm. and that was one of my biggest things, and I still believe it to this day. One of the best honors and one of the best ways that you can live out your life is by dying for Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny because I was revved up and ready to go. I was like, wow. you, what is the most dangerous thing that I could do? Mm-hmm. Not, not so I could die, but because probably if you're smuggling Bibles into places where you could get killed for it, there's probably not a lot of people signing up. Nope. And so... Why not I? Like you know, I sh- that's where I that's where I think coming out of the military, the Lord has called me. Well, things had happened, and and uh, now I'm married, and so it's funny because I struggle with that because it's like okay, well, now I wouldn't necessarily be so revved up to go, yeah. you know, knowing yeah. that I have a wife, and it's and in that in that sense. It's sort of difficult because am I not called to also forsake, you know, my wife for Christ? Um, and yet, you know, we are, we, we are called, I believe, to, to you know, have families. And, and maybe now that I'm in this position, I mean, I can still serve and I can still give my life for Christ. But maybe it's not out there, you know, risking my yeah. life per se, but being here and, and uh, in my own neighborhoods. Wow, and that, I mean, that's just, it's, it's something to think about. Because, like, even, okay, like, you were stationed in Afghanistan, and, uh, I don't know, the U.S. military has had tens of thousands of, of troops and personnel, whatever, go through that country in the last 15 years or so, 15, 16 years. 
how many missionaries have went through that country in the last 16 years? Yeah. You know, I mean, very close to zero, I'm going to guess, mm-hmm. Espe- especially U.S. Yeah. missionaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet there's billions of Christians in the world. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. That one's, that one's got me. Dude, were you ever at SMBI with... He was so radical. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yes, he, he's in Iraq. We're about 25 miles from Mosul, you know, so, like, we can hear the air strike, we yeah. can hear the, yeah. you know, and he's like, maybe Jesus, too. He's like, what if I would hop in a taxi? Because you could. I mean, you really could. At this, at this point in Iraq, you could hop in a taxi and drive to Mosul if you wanted yeah. to. I mean, they would probably kill you mm-hmm. on checkpoints, but, and, and he's like, they need Jesus, too. And, I don't know, I just had to think about that. I was like, you know, like, would, would I actually be open to doing something like that? But yet, lo and behold, a year or two later, the military had thousands of troops go into that same area and die to take that yeah. city back. You know, and, and yet we couldn't find one missionary to go there. Do you think you'll ever go back to the Middle East? Hmm, honestly, no. I mean, not, not, I don't know. It's so funny because my focus in that sense has sort of changed. Like I was thinking about it today, like where am I gonna get called to in this, in in just sort of proclaiming Christ and proclaiming, you know, the love of God. Where where is it gonna take me? And what is what is God's plan for me? Because like it was so focused on I'm gonna go to, you know, the Middle East or I'm gonna go to China and I'm gonna go somewhere where I'm not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, try and show these people uh, Christ's love. One thing was, is, okay, well, if I'm going to go there and I'm going to die, as long as I can get one or two other people to just sort of experience the love of Christ, yeah. then hmm. I've done my job. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Anabaptist Perspectives. For more information, you can go to our website at anabaptistperspectives.org, where we have a blog, and this material is also available in video form on YouTube and Facebook, both under the name Anabaptist Perspectives. This podcast is also available on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Anchor. We would love to hear your feedback, so if you have any thoughts on something that was shared on this show, please let us know. Again, thank you so much for listening.